Hi there. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Russell Davis. This week, we're looking at one of my favourite subjects, fear. It's one of my favourite subjects because fear contaminated my life for so long. It still does from time to time. But contaminated my life in so much that impacted my, my life, my body, my biology, even my fertility. I was living in a fearful place. I was scared of people thought of me. I was scared of failure. I was scared of so many things, but worry and anxiety that it helped me back from creating a life I really wanted. In fact, creating a lot the family I wanted. So let's ex- explore what fear is. Because it's our relationship with fear, it's our understanding of fear that actually paralyzes us, not fear itself. Let's dive in and find out how you can really feel the fear and do it anyway, when we understand the true nature of fear. I want to pack the subject of fear. So many of my clients and myself can see how fear plays out in their own lives. Where it's fear of failure, fear of judgment, all sorts of flavors of fear. Any forms of insecurity and low confidence are are actually fear. Uh, Even anger, what's behind anger is actually um, usually fear. So fear can be quite a, a prevalent experience in our lives. And it can really hold us back from being happy and content and creating more of the life we want. So what is fear and how can we stop it holding us back in our lives? A lot of people think, how can we stop feeling fear? Well, the truth is you can't. You can't choose your feelings. You can't control how we feel. But the more we understand the true nature of fear, we can hold it more lightly. We, we can care less whether we feel it or not. True freedom is not never feeling fear. I guess true freedom is not caring whether you feel fear and having the courage to act despite the fear, knowing the fear is not truth or reality. And the truth is, there's no such thing as a, a fearful thought. We just have thoughts. Thoughts are neutral. Thoughts only have power when we judge it uh, in some way. We give it meaning. So a fearful thought only becomes a fearful thought when we judge it as fearful, otherwise it's just a thought, it's imagination. So no thought has any power until we give it that power. Now we all get crazy thoughts, if we're honest. Now I could be in a queue and be in a hurry and think, once I push that person out of the way, I would never do it. I mean, a psychiatrist that confirmed, yeah, he could be at a zebra crossing in his car and think, once I plow those people down, he would never do it. We don't give those thoughts any meaning. We don't give them any power. We just move on like a cloud on a breeze. It's only the psychopath that gives those thoughts some power, some meaning, and, and before they know it, it's the most important thing they need to do. So thoughts are neutral until we give them power. So fearful thought doesn't exist, it's just a thought, but we attach the meaning, we, we judge it as being a fearful thought. So fear is actually the misuse of imagination. It's our thoughts, it's our imagination that's creating that experience. And fear is all future thinking. It's thinking what may happen. 
Now, if there's a tiger in the room with you, you can't be scared if you're fully present to it. The fear is, oh my God, what's he going to do? It's future thinking. And of course, we're human. <laughs> I don't expect you to be have no fear if there's a tiger in the room with you. We're human. We're going to have feelings. We're going to have fear. But the more we understand the true nature of it, the less it has to contaminate our way of being because our best selves show up when we don't have fear, we're just fully present. You hear stories of the members of the public doing something heroic in a traumatic situation like an accident, but they don't feel like a hero. They just acted without thinking. They didn't have fear and had to be brave. They just had a clear mind. They acted without thinking and they were just fully present. Oh, that often happens in extreme situations, traumatic situations, you almost your brain just can't process it and you just show up and you just deal with it. But in the lower level stuff, the day-to-day stuff, we tend to allow fear to, to, to contaminate us more. We tend to give our fearful thoughts uh, more attention. So we're not scared of what we think we're scared of. We're scared of what we think, the idea of it. It's like doing a parachute jump. I've done a parachute jump. I've got clients do parachute jumps before I did a parachute jump with a, a client. And, and and it's kind of, I don't know anyone who's done a parachute jump and regretted it. They may have been really scared beforehand. But more often than not, they get down onto the ground. They want to go again. But it was exhilarating. The other side of the fear was exhilaration. The other side of the fear was exhilaration. The idea of something is always worse than the reality of it. People are scared of maybe losing their job. And if they did lose their job, it's not pleasant, but they get on with it. The reality is never as bad as they imagine. It's never as bad as they imagine. You may have heard the term um, firewalk. You can go to like personal development days, like a Tony Robbins type kind of day. And uh, they often finish the day with doing a firewalk, which is basically walking along the bed of hot coals. It's purely mind over matter. It's not actually dangerous. If it was dangerous, there'd be ambulances waiting to take people to hospital, but there aren't any ambulances there. It is, it's perfectly safe and it's mind over matter. Your brain says, this does not compute. I shouldn't be able to do this. It, I've done it before, walking on a, a glass floor in a very tall tower. Sometimes usually tall towers, observation towers have a, a section of glass floor. And you go to walk over and your brain's thinking, no, this doesn't compute. You shouldn't be able to do this. Um, it's kind of mind over matter. Well, a friend and a mentor, Jamie Smart, coined the term pizza walk. Let me explain this. I first heard Jamie talk about this many, many years ago. I started getting interested in personal development. It must have been nearly 20 years ago. Um, I was listening to a, a talk that Jamie had done and he was talking about this idea of a pizza walk. And the idea is that going into uh, a, a shop that's got nothing to do with food and asking for a pizza with a straight face. Now the idea of doing that for most people terrifies them because no one wants to be look like an idiot. One of our fears is being judged. One of our great deepest fears is being rejected by the tribe, by the pack. We think our survival is dependent on it. The idea of that at the time just terrified me. I was a prize kind of people pleaser. I was a prize people pleaser. I wanted people to like me and not think bad of me. I wanted to be loved. And I listened to this. I thought, there's no way I could do that. That's, that's, that's terrifying. Couldn't do that. 
And I know what struck me, but I thought, you know what? Maybe it's a good thing to do then. And Jamie Anton saying, maybe you can start at a lower level, just go to McDonald's and ask for a pizza. Even that terrified me. And I was walking down the street, like listening to this on my iPod or at the time. And uh, I saw a shot, I saw McDonald's, I was like, let's go and do it. Let's go and do it. And my aim was to get into that store, get to the front, say what I need to say and get out as quickly as I could. And there was a queue and I was getting to the front and my nerves were building up and I got to the front and uh, the sales assistant said, can I, can I, can I help you? And uh, I said, yeah, can I have a cheese and tomato pizza, please? He looked at me like an idiot and said, no, we don't do pizza. I don't know where this came from because my plan was to get in it saying, get out as quickly as I can. I don't know where this came from, but I found myself saying, okay, can I have a chicken korma instead? I didn't plan to say that. I was shocked myself. I just felt calm, grounded and just playful. He looked at me like even more like an idiot and said, we don't do curry either. I went, okay, thank you, and I walked out. And I walked out back into the street. I felt like a million dollars. I felt invincible. It was it was incredible, the impact it had. Well, for a number of years, I found myself in a workshop with Jamie, um, and this subject actually came up just before lunch and explained it. And he said, oh, it's lunchtime. Off you go. Go and do a pizza walk. And I sat there thinking, oh, I've done that before. I don't do that again. And he said, if you've done one before, do it again. I thought, oh, now I really have to do go for, you know, a shoe shop and ask for a pizza. So by this point, I'd done a lot of personal development. I understand the nature of thought and the psychology of the mind. And I thought, that's OK, I can do this. I can go and do that and then go get some lunch. And I went, walked down the street and I saw an optician. And I went to go in. It was like a force field over the door. So I bounced off. I couldn't go in. I really surprised myself. But the fourth time walking past, I went in. And my mind cleared. And I asked for pizza. And uh, the lady in the shop was so confused. She just couldn't compute what I was saying. And she's saying, what, you, you can smell pizza? I said, no, may I have a cheese and tomato pizza, please? And she was completely dumbfounded. At that point, someone else from the, the back of the store came over and uh, could see this air of confusion and said, can I help? So I turned to him and said, yeah. and said, yes, can I have a cheese and tomato pizza, please? He looked at me like a complete idiot and said, no, I'm sorry, we're an optician, we don't do food. I went, okay, thank you. And I walked out. And I didn't feel this stark trans, you know, transformation like the first time, but I did feel a subtle but profound difference. It felt like a barrier had come down between me and the world. I felt more available to the world. And I wasn't even aware that barrier was there. I went to, to Pret or somewhere to get my lunch and had some banter with the sales assistant. I'm happy to chat to people. I'm quite friendly. But there's something different about that. I know who started with it, started it, but I just felt more available to the world. And it felt good. It felt really good. And I shared this story, this idea with many, many, many of my clients. And many of my clients have done a pizza walk in different guises. Whether it's going to a McDonald's asking for a pizza. Or whether it's something different, like you know, going to Starbucks, asking for a discount. They're frozen. Going to a Starbucks, asking for a free cup of coffee. And as I say, some, maybe start small, blame me. Go into a Starbucks or somewhere and, and say that like, you're on a leadership training program and, and uh, you've been oh, challenged to make bold requests. And can I make a bold request and ask for a free cup of coffee? I've done that before. Um, don't go to your local branch if you go there regularly go to somewhere you don't normally go I did it at a service station 
and I asked for a free cup of tea. And uh, it's interesting, a lot of the time I do these kind of thing, I had to repeat it because she said, uh, I had to ask my manager. She got the manager over and I asked him and he looked at me and said, oh, I don't see why not, and gave me this free cup of mint tea. Um, and the idea of doing this, you know, no one gets hurt. It's quite, it's quite funny. It's quite innocent. And the sales assistants have something funny, funny story to tell people later in the day. And but for me, it's about challenging, realizing that we live in our imagination. Not, we're not scared of what we think we're scared of. We're scared of what we think. It's the idea of it. And when you're in it, and all the clients who have experienced this say the same thing, when you're actually in it, your mind's completely calm. When they're quite shocked. And their mind's completely calm. So fear is the misuse of imagination. It's future thinking. Nothing can predict the future, not even your thinking. Nothing. Nothing can predict your response to a crazy request. And you might be surprised that actually it's often a friendly response. And if they think you're an idiot, does it matter? No. It's freeing. It's really freeing to not care so much what people think. Be yourself, to express yourself, be playful. See this world as a place of possibility. So my challenge to you is to maybe think about doing some kind of pizza walk in your own way. And a pizza walk doesn't mean having to go into a shop and asking for a pizza or going to a Starbucks asking for a free coffee. It could be anything you find challenging, that feels scary. It could be like a pizza walk for you. It could be speaking your truth to someone. Whatever the equivalent to that pizza walk for you is in your life, what are you holding back from doing? In what way do you want to express yourself, be yourself? What things do you want to do that feel scary? You can't wait to have no fear. You can't wait to feel confident because you could be waiting a long time and we end up not living the life that we want to be living. We're not honouring our heart and our soul. Well, if you can know that you live in the experience of your thinking, your imagination. Your fear has no idea how it's going to play out. You're scared of the idea of it. What if you can have the courage to take that step? Like I had the courage to take that step into that optician all past four times. I had to remind myself that just because I feel scary doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean anything. What if you can honour your heart and your soul, speak your truth, be your truth? And take that step, take that step, and you may be surprised how your fear passes, surprised how your mind calms, and you come back to being you. You can express yourself, you can be yourself. And a sense of possibility comes from that, the world opens up, and a sense of possibility comes from that. So my challenge to you is to identify what's the pizza walk you can do in your life honours your heart, honours your soul and opens up the world to be more sense of possibility for you. Loving you. Mm-hmm.